Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. No, your iTunes is not broken. We have another kind of uh, bonus episodes, and we're going to have a couple bonus episodes uh, each week for the next couple of weeks. Uh, because we want to do our division previews, but we also want to keep bringing some great guests onto the show to talk IDP, various IDP topics. So we're going to do our divisional previews as bonuses to kind of wrap them up nice and quick. Some short episodes, about, you know, half hour, probably. I don't know. Depends on how long winded <laughs> we are about certain some of these teams. Uh, Daryl, how you doing? Doing pretty good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing all right. Busy, busy day today. Yes, it was. Um, but anyway, uh, let's jump right into it here. Right. Um, and let's get into the AFC East. We're going to start in alphabetical order with the Buffalo Bills. And no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um. So first thing we're going to do here for these previews is take a look at the depth chart. Take a look at who is probably starting for these guys. Uh, and then we'll take a look at some stats. Okay, we're going to dig into the stats, the tackles, the sacks, the plays that matter. And the guys that matter, look at snap percentages because those do rule the world. And where some of those vacated uh, snaps are going to go is where we're going to start guessing here. So... Without further ado, we got the Buffalo Bills defensive tackles. Look like they're going to be two studs that are under two years of experience here with Harrison Phillips and Ed Oliver. Uh, On the edge, outside of defensive end, Jerry Hughes and Trent Murphy with some Shaq Lawson and A. Yarborough mixed in. Uh, You got at linebacker, these three are pretty much on the field a lot. Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, and Lorenzo Alexander, who... Maybe retiring after the season. Uh, at corners, we have Kevin Johnson, uh, Tredavious White, who is a very good corner, and Raphael Bush playing that nickelback role more than likely. Uh, Teron Johnson's another young player. EJ Gaines is another one that might see some playing time uh, at corner. And then at safety, they have two of the most underrated, underappreciated IVP players. Uh, Poyer and Hyde uh, at safety. So, Daryl, anything stick out to you there as far as uh, studs? We'll kind of start there with, with the guys that there's, you know, as I went over through the Bills, there's a lot of studs. So, yeah, I think up front you got to start there with Ed Oliver. Even though he's a rookie, he's going to command so much attention. Uh, I think it's going to open a lot of things up for the other players. And then you mentioned him, Harrison Phillips. I think that he takes a big step forward this year for them. Yeah, we mentioned him on the Sleeper Show the other day. Uh, and he's also um, – actually, he's not in the article I just wrote. I'm, I just wrote a D-Tackle Sleeper article uh, based oh. on our conversation uh, the other day. I'll be – yeah, going through each position, adding some bonus ones, maybe some that you or Joey talked about on the show. Uh, but let's get back on track here. Anybody? I mean, obviously these linebackers are all three of them very good linebackers. Um, yes, and they're all in different ways, uh, as we'll talk about uh, when we dig into some stats. Um, obviously, Edmonds is going to be the tackle guy. Milano is a little bit of everything. And Alexander coming off the edge yep. is is where he's kind of yeah he's the pass cemented. rusher of the group I guess yeah and it's kind of weird that a four three defense would blitz a guy that much yeah um, he was second on the team in sacks so that's something and we'll get to the sack numbers here in a minute um, so those are the guys that stick out obviously I said the underrated corner or safeties uh, yeah. as well. Uh, look at the tackle numbers. Top five on the team in, in combined tackles. You had Edmonds with 121 combined. Uh, Poyer with 100 combined. 
you had Matt Milano with 78 combined and Alexander with 74 combined and I believe Hyde was fifth with 58 combined so Hyde a little less I think he may have missed some time I don't have that snap count or the the numbers in front of me Hyde did play 86 percent of snaps uh of the defensive snaps so just just maybe a little lower numbers uh he did have a couple interceptions and a fumble recovery I think a lot of these guys just kind of eat up a lot of the tackles for these safeties though yeah. even though Poyer still got a hundred you know this team obviously was on the field a lot defensively uh, look at the sack numbers. We had Jerry Hughes with seven, led the team. We had Lorenzo Alexander, as I mentioned, with six and a half. You have Kyle Williams at five, who has retired and will no longer be on the team. Um, and then you had Shaq Lawson with four and Trent Murphy with four. So that's why, you know, Lawson and Murphy could interchange a lot on that edge uh, opposite of Hughes. Right. And, you know, not huge sack numbers for anybody. I mean, Alexander six and a half as an as a you know strong side linebackers probably won't six out. Yeah, you know they're hoping Oliver and, and Phillips can can free up these guys a little bit. With, yeah, I don't think they will. So Hughes could see maybe an uptick uh, in, in sacks. Um, I, I'm not a big believer in Shaq Lawson or Trent Murphy, so I, I don't you know expect much from them i would expect oliver to really be in that top five come the end of the year oh yes yeah and and possibly even phillips i think both of them from the inside you know they can really they play miami twice yeah well i think phillips is going to benefit from oliver yeah um but oliver while he's going to command a lot of attention he's still going to get his yeah he still will uh, Phillips, by the way, as we were talking about Phillips, he had 35 tackles, so he's not far off of this uh, path. And he played, uh, I don't have his numbers here, he, he played less than 63% of the snaps for the Buffalo Bills. So Yeah, he played in all 16 games, but he didn't start any. So Yeah, um, and he was a rotational guy. You know, they still have yeah. uh, star Latulele uh, there. Who I don't think is anything special. I, yeah, I think, and I think... I think I think he's probably going to take a back seat. I think uh, he does too, because as a comparison, Lotalule score. He had 16 games and he started all 16, but he yes. only produced 17 uh, tackles. Uh, yeah. He had no sacks, so really he was ineffective. So I see Harrison Phillips probably passing him on the depth, depth chart and taking his spot, and then Kyle Williams was their true main uh, defensive tackle yeah he's retired as you mentioned so i think oliver steps in and takes his so uh, a rookie and a year two guy is going to be leading the way up front for the bills and i think they're going to do really well yeah i think for the bills snap count percentages you know he uh kyle williams played 65 percent of snaps i see ella ed oliver just coming right in there oh, um yeah. to played 47 percent i i can see phillips playing that 47 percent and then Lucy Lele being that rotational guy of Phillips playing like 38, 39% of the time. Yeah. Um, they also will mix in Jordan Phillips, I believe, is still on the roster, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, they don't have a lot behind those two, so I expect yeah. those two to dominate the, the snap counts. Uh, yeah, those three. The starters. Yeah, and as far as uh, losses, Kyle Williams is really only the big, the only big loss that they had because he retired. They didn't really yeah. lose anybody in free agency or anything. So uh, their big ad obviously was Ed Oliver. Yes, and you know they, they got some good depth pieces. I think through the draft, Jaquan Johnson. Uh, you know the, what a way to build your defense, Oliver up front. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds at the second level, and Jordan Poyer on the back end. Yeah, all of them right up the middle. And a lot of these AFC East teams are basically, I think, maybe not trying to... I don't want to say they're not trying to win this year, but their goal is to try to be able to unseat the Patriots when Brady retires, basically. Well, that's what I was fixing to say. Are they really trying to unseat the Patriots right now, or are they just trying to... not right now. They're trying to build a a solid team. Are they trying to position themselves two, three years down the road when Brady says, okay, I'm done, and then the guys Oliver and Edmonds, which Edmonds is already there, but 
they're hitting their peak, their star yeah. player. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. And to go over, we mentioned some of the top guys, uh, some 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 big play stats. Yet Edmonds had two ints, two forced fumbles, two sacks to go along with his tackles. Twelve passes defended, which I think is a high number for a linebacker. Uh, so it showed he he was pretty good in coverage at knocking the ball down or or knocking it down to the line of scrimmage. Uh, Jordan yeah. Poyer had four ints. I believe that led the team. Uh, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and two sacks added in there. That's what kind of helped him with his 100 tackles uh, get up there. Milano had three fumble recoveries, three interceptions, and a sack. That helps kind of helped his numbers. Um, I'm glad you kind of mentioned him for a minute. Um, Milano was second on the team in tackles for a loss with 12, just behind Jerry Hughes, who had 13. Yeah. And, you know, with – Oliver and Phillips up front. Think of what holes they could create for these linebackers when they blitz. Right. I wasn't crazy about Milano last year, but I think with Oliver and Phillips in front of him and you got Edmonds who's taken most of the attention, Mm -hmm. I I think Milano could be a great IDP uh, buy this year. Yeah. I'm not terribly high on him. He's not a guy I really target. Um, he, he's got the production, um, yeah. you know, 78 I mean, tackles is nothing though. to sneeze at. You got a couple, you got some big plays. He's just not a guy that's, that's really, um, do chasing they still down. have Shaq Lawson? They do. Shaq okay, Lawson's so I'm, still I'm there. Kind of, I'm kind of looking at, uh, quarterback hits. Hughes led the team with 18. Kyle Williams, who is retired, had 14. Shaq Lawson had 12 and Lorenzo Alexander had 10. I would expect Ed Oliver probably to be right behind Hughes, if not lead this team in quarterback hits. Yeah, and you know, I think any one of those front four could do that. Yeah, uh, maybe not Harrison Phillips, but you know, Phillips did have two you know, f- four tackles for loss, even only playing that thirty eight percent of snaps. And, so. I, and I think that's what you're going to see from Harrison Phillips. I don't yeah. see him as that pass rusher, but he's going to be that run stopper that. And if you remember, what was it? His senior year at Stanford, he had over a hundred plus tackles. So yeah, he's that's a kind of the role I see him being is that up front run stopping tackle machine. Yeah, he's a solid tackler, and I think that's what you want in a defensive tackle. You, know, you look at Snacks Harrison; he's not the the biggest sack master, but his tackle numbers are so huge that uh, yeah. he makes him. Uh, good IDP to have. So just rolling through some of the snap counts, just to give you an idea of how much these guys were on the field in 2018 and what you can expect, probably similar production for most of these guys. Uh, Jordan Poyer was on the field 99% of the time, so he's barely off the field. Tredavious White, 95%. Tremaine Edmonds, 91%. I think it's because he missed a game. Uh, He did. Micah Hyde, 86%. Matt Milano, 73%. Hughes at 66%. Kyle Williams, who retired at 65%. Like I said, that's where I think Oliver slides into that 65%. And Lorenzo Alexander played 63% of snaps. So those are your core guys on your defense, the guys that are playing all the time. These are guys, and, you know, I heard on a podcast mention opportunity is part of, you know, what we look at in IDP. It might have actually been me that said it because I've been listening to – Yeah, volume chance- is production. Being on the field creates opportunity for you to make plays. And if you're yep. on the field 99% of the time, that's a good guy to own uh, no matter what. Now, his, if he's not productive, then that's something else. But Poyer's pretty productive. We said 100 yeah. tackles, uh, four INTs, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Um, so I think that's that'll do it for the Buffalo Bills. So we will move on to... <laughs> That had nothing to do with the Miami Dolphins. Just something to transition here. The Dolphins, um, believe it or not, they have a lot of IDP assets. And um, I think that's mainly because we they have a lot of young players and they have a few aging guys that still produce. So we got a lot of guys we're high on as youngsters and then they have a lot of vets that are still able to kick in. So... Uh, going through their depth chart here, it looks like Christian Wilkins and Godshaw will be the, the starting tackles with day one. 
not a whole lot backing him up. Charles Harris, we talked about news and notes uh, last week. He's maybe going to be back. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Wood, your, Woodard is on the other side. We talked about this the other day. You know, got Tank Carradine, Jonathan Ledbetter. I think Ledbetter could be the big uh, winner here to be able to just get on the field. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but that's the front four. Then you got at linebacker McMillan's in the middle, Baker at weak side and Kiko at strong side. Kiko's one of those guys that just never dies. It seems like I like him. You know, he gets a lot of, he does. And and, and some of it's well-deserved as a dirty player, but you know what? I kind of like that. He's cause you know, he's going to stick his nose in there yeah. and uh, make plays. And at safety is where the big question mark is. Oh, uh, possibly Minka Fitzpatrick, possibly Rashad Jones, possibly TJ McDonald. Uh, I, think I think if a big injury hits, Jones is gone. I Somewhere around the league, if somebody maybe. takes an injury, I think Jones is gone. Yeah, I would think that's probably the case. Uh, at corner, you have Bobby McCain. You have Xavier uh, Howard. Uh, guy Jalen Davis, you were pretty high on last yeah. year. Eric Rowe is there. Cordray Tankersley. Uh, I like McCain and Howard, actually, at uh, corner. But Yeah, and I still like Davis. I mean, he was a rookie. I uh, yeah. only played three games, but he had six tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, two quarterback hits, so they clearly like to use him in that blitzing role, mm-hmm. um, which if if that sounds familiar, Desmond Kings, your Mike Hilton's, your Mike Hughes's, teams that like to blitz those corners, I think he can fill that role. Now, I'd like to see him play a lot more games, get a lot more reps, but in limited action, I like him. I think he's a future piece that you can pick up really cheap, especially in as Dan knows, we play in some leagues that are 14 and 16 teams deep and there's two conferences and you've got 60 players and 10 taxis. So that's the kind of player I'm on. You can kind of stash him, let him grow. And uh, I, I still like him really good. Yeah. Um, and look at tackles last year. Kiko Alonzo uh, led the team with 125 combined tackles. Raquan yep. McMillan had 105. So as much as we thought maybe McMillan had a down season, he was still second on the team in tackles. Yeah, he wasn't bad. I mean, he had, let's see, hundred, like you said, 105 tackles, 69 solo, uh, five tackles for a loss, uh, two forced fumbles. He recovered one. So, I mean, he did a little bit of everything. Yeah, I just think we were probably just disappointed that he wasn't the top guy, that he wasn't yeah, the Yeah, I think the, the expectations guy. kind of hurt players a lot. Yeah, they do. Uh, TJ McDonald at 86 tackles. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick at 80 and Jerome Baker with 79. So you got your safeties and, and linebackers here dominating the tackle numbers here. Yeah, and I think Fitzpatrick's tackles go up. He he only yeah. started 11 games. so Yeah, although his percentages we'll get to in a little bit uh, show a different story. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. Um, okay. Even though he didn't start, we'll, we'll take a look, though. Uh, Sack-wise... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So, it, interesting at sacks. Last year, Robert Quinn led the team with six and a half sacks. Cameron Wake had six sacks. Do you know what those two players have in common? They're both gone. They're both gone. So, their top two sackers are gone. Which is uh, big props for the next guy, I think. Jerome Baker. Yes. Has yes. three. Had three. Uh, Bobby McCain off the corner had two. And mm-hmm. Akeem Spence had two as well uh that's just brutal i think christian wilkins steps in and becomes well if if it's not jerome baker i think christian williams will be their leading sack sack guy christian wilkins yeah he very well could i mean he might have to kick outside but yeah he could or, Wait, or they charles. could kick uh Depends on what happens with Charles Harris, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, they have I mean Devon Godshaw, who's probably going to play interior. They got Andre Branch, who's a veteran, probably not going to do a lot, but he's an end. They got Vincent Taylor. They got Akeem Spence. So they got a few. They've got a few players they can play with, and Wilkins may be one of them. In fantasy, you hope he gets that D tackle, but he might not always play there. He may play D tackle a few plays, be at the end. Yeah, so well, that's kind of what you want is somebody that's yeah. 
getting yeah, bit put in a good position to play. Yeah, so it doesn't matter like where they actually line up, but what he's designated on your team um, is, is kind of what matters here. Which when you were talking about sacks, so I pulled it up here, quarterback hits. Uh, we already mentioned Cameron Wake and Robert Quinn are gone, but they were the two leaders at 17 and 15 hits. Yeah. The next guy, the next three on the list was kind of interesting because I expected somebody else to be third. Akeem Spence was third with nine. And then Andre Branch and Charles Harris was tied for fourth with five. Yeah. So that, that kind of surprised me that they were that high in quarterback hits. That means they're just late. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and, and I mean, some leagues are uh, are giving points for quarterback hits, but uh, it's not a stat that fantasy really worries about too, too much. But quarterback hits is a good indicator of getting to the quarterback. Right. Well, like you said, it's probably because they're getting there late, but at least they're getting least the they're opportunity the to yeah. get there. Yeah. So I, I kind of in the area, you're you're wreaking havoc, and yep. and that's good for your NFL team too. So this, I don't know, this show might not be the most IDP specific show. It might just be uh, learning no, no, about I mean, a defense. I mean, it is, I we we are gearing it that way, but. You're learning a lot about these defenses. Well, as I mean, far we're as... giving you the info. You can do what you want with the info, because you, oh, as somebody once said, you can make numbers look however you want them to. Oh yes. yes. If you look at them, what's the word? I don't want to say correctly. If you use them or look at them, that's what that's what we do when we write. Is we take the the, the numbers and turn them into something that makes sense. So. Yeah, I mean. Like you said, the opportunities, quarterback hits is yeah. not necessarily a stat we look at or get scored points for. But it's but an they're an indicator. You're exactly. It's an opportunity to get to the quarterback. And if you, the quarterback exactly. holds the ball a second longer or, you know, doesn't read his route right, that could turn into an interception for somebody right. back, which we'll get to. Uh, some of the things that stuck out to me when I'm looking at some top IDPs. Uh, we didn't mention Rashad Jones in the tackle conversation. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he kind of, the the management and, and coaching staff kind of soured on him uh, after he threw a tantrum about getting pulled <laughs> from a game. And I don't think it was ever really the same after that. So we'll no. get to the snap percentages here in a minute. But, but if you uh, play in leagues that score those solos high, he had 57 of his 72 were solos. Yeah, right? and he, he is still, I think, a good IDP asset, but I oh, think yeah. he needs to be sent somewhere else for this to actually be a good season for him. But he's a good buy low option right now because nobody knows what to do with him. They're, yeah. they're skittish of the situation. You could probably get him thrown in in a lot of deals. I, I know that's crazy to think that Rashad Jones is a throw-in, but with the uncertainty, and, I mean, with the uncertainty and everything, I think you can. I think Miami, Miami's pretty much said that Fitzpatrick's going to play, and I think McDonald has kind of silently gotten the nod. Um, right. But, you know, Rashad Jones is a big question mark on this team, and I guess training camp will tell us a lot of story. So, you know, this is a good listen like before said, training an camp. somewhere to another team they lose somebody yeah somebody gets they desperate may, yeah they may look at miami and say hey wh- we need a safety what what's it going to take so yeah so that, that's it'll be something to watch i mean that that safety situation here i think is the thing okay. to watch in training camp to see you know preseason who starts right you know the first drive who's out there is is jones relegated to second squad work you know what what's going on Right. Um, if they do that, I think they'll have a very angry man on their hands. It's a new coaching staff, though, to point out. You know, Brian Flores taking over the team, the defense. Um, he he might he might have just said, "Hey, you got a clean slate here with me." You never know. Yeah, he could have. I, I mean, mean, they've been trying happened. to they've been trying to sell him all off season, but the he, thing with new the, coaches the, is it goes. <laughs> and what other way could it go? But I guess there is a third option in a way. It usually goes one of two ways. Either you get a clean slate or they do kind of like Matt Patricia did and said, you know what, you're not my guy. I'm not I'm not Damn. having anything to do with you. I'm going to bring my guys in. I don't care how good you are. So, yeah. I, And I guess there is a third option, you know, just let it play out. We'll see how it goes or whatever. But The thing about yeah. it is Flores' only guy is Christian Wilkins. 
all these other guys are just leftovers from the previous regime, which drafted pretty well. I mean, if you look at this team, besides defensive end, they, they're pretty good otherwise. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned, you know, like deep, deep players like Jalen Davis, but limited role, look what he did. You've got uh, Raycon McMillan. You've got Minka Fitzpatrick. You have Kiko Alonso. You have Jerome Bakers. You have Christian Wilkins, who you got this year. Um, Charles Harris, despite the injuries and whatever, still has a little bit of upside, I think. Um, So you're right. They do have some players, but they do have some good veteran players, too, like Devon Godshaw, Akeem Spence, TJ McDonald, you know, they've they've got a good mix. So I think until they can get some more of the young guys in, they have enough older players to kind of help yeah. mix and match. So taking a look at the IDPs here, some 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 things that stood out. Uh, Kiko Alonso had three picks as well as a fumble recovery and six passes defended. TJ McDonald had three picks. Rashad Jones had three picks. Rashad Jones also had nine passes defended. Uh, as opposed to McDonald's five. So if you're looking for a guy picking up pass defendants, uh, look for Jones. Or the guy probably taking Jones' spot, Fitzpatrick, had nine as well, uh, and two INTs. But I think if you're looking in the passing coverage category, Xavier Hurd's the guy to own. He he only played 12 games. He started all 12. But he had seven picks. He had 12 pass deflections, which is really good. Um Jones, getting back to him for a minute, he had three picks, but he had 109 yards. I know there are leagues that record or score for return yardage on on turnovers, so that's big. He had a touchdown. Fitzpatrick had a touchdown. Jerome Baker had a touchdown. That Mm -hmm. was their three defensive touchdowns last year. So I really like those three. Xavier and Howard, if you're in a corner, if you're in a league that has – position-specific requirements like corner, D-tackle, he's a great one to add. Uh, McDonald's very good. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that's really their secondary right there. They've got yeah. Bobby McCain, but I don't think he's anything special. He's a good backup. Uh, he had two sacks, but I wouldn't Bobby expect- McCain is, is a good – now, Bobby McCain has been rumored to kind of be that nickelback, and like we said, he had two sacks coming off the edge. I mean, I know that's not a huge number, but – yeah, but he, and he really didn't do bad if you're looking. 14 games, 13 starts, 61 tackles. 50 of those were solos with yeah. the two sacks, with the pick, the five pass deflections. So really not a bad player. I mean, he's not a star like Howard or Fitzpatrick. but He's one of those guys at, that you can roll out if he's guarding Julian Edelman against the Patriots. I think he's a great bi-week option. A lot of times you get yeah. – that's something I don't think we mention a lot in IDP is bye weeks, but he's a good bye week option. I think, I mean, I think that's mainly because people can just pick up somebody off the wire that they feel. They it's true. Buy. That's unless true. you're in really, really deep leagues, and then, um, then you never know. But getting right. to snaps here, uh, you know, we kind of gotta move along here. Uh, Kiko Alonso played ninety-two percent of snaps. McDonald played eighty-seven. Fitzpatrick played eighty-seven. Uh, and I'm going to skip to Jones played 75. So those two played more. Uh, and, and also, just as a sidebar, Mika Fitzpatrick also played 100 special team snaps as well. He did. So he was vital on special teams as well. And uh, another amazing stat, Jerome Baker played 184 special teams plays. So Jerome Baker was playing... Uh, 62% of the snaps on defense, and then he, he's basically 41% of the special teams plays. And I love that. I love teams so, that aren't afraid to put their best players, their stars, on special teams because that's just bonus well, points. Well, if you think about what teams do that, Bill Belichick wants <laughs> special teams players and who's going down to Miami but a Belichick disciple. Right. So, yeah. Um, I would cons- I would probably think that's going to continue. Minka Fitzpatrick could. Um, did did he see any return game stuff? Um, I could tell you right here in just a second. I, I have the, the hang on. I'll... I have the snap counts up. I don't have the the stats, but uh, maybe that's what he was doing um, for them. I'm While you're looking kinda... that up, uh, the ad additions that the Miami Dolphins made they they added Christian Wilkins in the draft. 
And um, yeah, that's about it besides their coach, which I think is a big change that was much needed for them when it comes to uh, success on the team. Um, um, no, Patrick did, did not. Yeah. Um, that was Jakeem Grant. That was just him most, being on the field. So. And Danny Omandola did some of the punt returning. Kenyon Drake returned a few kicks. Uh, Kenny Bellage. Yeah. Daryl, let me just ask you something. Is a special teams tackle just as equal as a defensive tackle? Yeah, tackle's a tackle for me. That, I mean, exactly. So if he's on the field 100 more snaps getting special teams tackles do you care those opportunities no i don't yeah, care because so. that's that's what i'm looking i think it goes the same way i mean you're looking at defenders but when you draft um for instance deshaun jackson mm-hmm. we know what he is as a receiver yeah but are you not also looking at his punt return kick return skills you are so i think it's the same on defense i mean you know, I th- I wish Matt Slater in New England was a better wide receiver because his defensive skills on special teams is just uncanny. Yeah. Um, he is uh, one of those specialists. You know, Desmond King, you, you're lining him up as a slot corner. He's getting all these tackles and sacks and interceptions, but he's returning punts for them. So that's just added bonus. Same with the players like Adoree Jackson and, and those. Deion Sanders, perfect example. You knew what he was – you were after two things with him. Interceptions and returns. That's it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't care at all. That I want players that play special teams because that's just extra opportunities for them to get made points. Yep. And the losses, obviously, we already talked about them. Quinn and Wake are gone. Their two yeah. biggest pass rushers are gone off the team. And one of them go to your team. So we'll yeah, talk about that when we talk about the South. Um, we're not here to talk about your Titans. I just uh, said. But one of the things I think we could probably say about the Dolphins this year is this. <laughs> Tank for Tua is on, and uh, oh, Lord, that's about what I think is going to probably happen here. So uh, we're halfway <laughs> done. And now, hold on, I got a question. So much, I know this is not. So, oh, I know we're God, IDP, hurry, but do you I'm really God. think they're t- tanking for Tua? They don't look very good. So whether they want to or not, that's probably what's going to happen. Do you think they're taking Tua though? I don't know. I, I mean, mean I Herbert. Herbert's a possibility. About, but... The I think the college season has to play out before they figure that out. Right. I just. Um, I. I don't know. I just don't buy in that you're tanking for Tua because Tua's good or whatever, but does he well, really transform that thing? Well, speaking of, I think if you went to the Scouting Academy, you could find out more about these players. So let's uh, listen to that here. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. So that should give you a hint where our next team is uh, in alphabetical <laughs> order as well. The New England Patriots. And it pains me to play that song for them. but Don't be a uh, hater. Don't be a hater. Found the, some way to transition to them. <laughs> um, the, the thing about the Patriots is for IDP, they're not a team I really look for for IDP gold. <laughs> and we'll just we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, looking at their uh, starting segments here they got danny shelton and lawrence guy up front with some uh other you know backups here mike pinnell i don't know some guys <laughs> they'll probably find some guy bagging groceries to come play d tackle for them 
and get like five sacks. You know, they they, they just have a way. Uh, they traded for Michael Bennett. He's now at end to kind mm-hmm. of take the Flowers place. Diedrich Wise and Chase Winovich and Derek Rivers and John Simon and again some other guy that's probably bagging groceries will come in later and play defense end for them. Uh, or they'll steal somebody like Kyle Van Noy, who's one of their linebackers from a team, and make him a superstar because that's also what they do. Uh, then you got other linebackers, uh, Dante Hightower, Jamie Collins, Landon Roberts, Juwan Bentley, possibly. I know that he, I know a lot of people want to make him a thing, uh, <laughs> but a fifth round pick. I mean, even if it is a hoodie pick, doesn't mean he's going to turn into something. Uh, Corners, Jason McCourty and Stefan Gilmore. And we'll talk a little bit about them. Uh, We talked a little off air. And I've got one for you that we didn't mention. Well, Duke Dawson, Joe Juan Williams. It's one we didn't mention, so. Jonathan Jones. Okay. Patrick Chung and Devin McCourty are all your safeties. Uh, They picked up Obi-Wan. Malafano, uh, mm-hmm. for nothing basically. Yeah, they got him dirt cheap. Duran Harmon is kind of the backup safety for both guys. They also picked up Malik Gant from Marshall. Yeah, um, who was in our rookie guide? If you're interested in reading up on him, uh, who are you going to mention that I didn't mention? J.C. Jackson didn't start a lot. Played 13 games, started five, but he had three picks for him. 24 tackles, six pass deflections. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah so See, I'm looking started. at the depth chart, and he's behind, like, five and guys. And he's going he's to be, but he's going to produce when he's on the field. So I think if you're so looking you at guess. deep leagues, yeah, those are the guys that you're looking at in really deep leagues. Daryl's deep diving corners. <sighs> Why you always got to hate on me and corners? I'm trying to give them love. You treat them like they're punters. Because they basically are. You can find oh, a new one oh. every week. Oh, oh. For every NFL corner, you can at Seahawks than eight. I'm, I'm playing IDP. I'm not trying to build a football team here. Okay, do you not If play... I was trying to build a football team, corners would be top of the list because if you got guys that can cover, then you, you can get but... to the quarterback. You can do a lot of things if you got guys that can cover. I'm not doubting their NFL skill. I'm just saying an IDP. Okay, so does Stephon Gilmore. They're starting. Who did you say their other one was right off the bat? So we can get into this now. Stephon Gilmore, great okay. corner. Yeah, and I'm terrible IDP player. Exactly. I got you. Okay. I'm with you. You were telling me to mention Stephon Gilmore earlier, and I'm like, I'm not because he's not a good IDP player. He's not your ideal, but the volume is going to give him opportunities. That's his thing. But yes, I agree. He's not your best IDP option at corner. He's not. No. Who's going to start opposite of him? Anyway, uh, Jason McCourty, who probably Jason McCourty, who's who aging a little bit, probably a, a little bit better IDP option. So if that's your two starters, which you're considering your best corners, now you're looking at your third and fourth corners in those dime and nickel situations, which is your JC Jacksons, which is your, um, oh help me, your Eric Rowe, your. Jerron Harmon's, those type of players are who you're – Jonathan Jones, those are the players you want to look at. Yep, that's enough about corners. Uh, at Seahawks, Dan, eight, please. Please, everybody in this world knows an IDP. Like, corners are a dime a dozen. They are, but uh, there's also – Waiver wire. Don't spend. Late draft picks are waiver wire. Yes. You're not going to go after Gilmore. You're not going to go after McCourty. So why not look at those third and fourth options? Because that's who the okay. that's who the opposing offenses are going to target. So it why not? That I agree with. Just not right. Stephon Gilmore. Anybody but Gilmore. But the problem is the hoodie. The hoodie. The, the, the hoodie. The, the problem is the hoodie. <laughs> he hates fantasy football in general. He, he probably doesn't even know fantasy football exists no because the, the hoodie is the the troll of all trolls and he loves to troll everybody he loves to troll opposing coaches he loves to troll people in the media he loves to troll us guys 
sitting here with our abacuses and trying to figure out fantasy stats. He is a mad genius. Mad is right. I think you're just a little bitter is all. I played them some nice music to introduce them. How about that? I put a lot of effort into that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Anyway, <laughs> tackle numbers. They don't even have a 100 tackle guy. They they have no, they Van Noy at 92. This is why I'm saying this team is weak for IDP. Oh, I agree with that. I'm just saying they okay. do have some options. So. You're just blind. I don't know. You're more of a Patriots fan, I think, than a Titans fan. Oh, shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> you, you defend these Patriots like they're your boys. Anyway, uh, Patrick Chung was second on the team with 84 tackles. Devin McCourty third with 82 combined tackles. Jason McCourty, yes, we were just talking mm-hmm. about him, uh, 70 tackles. And Alandon Roberts somehow had 65 tackles and yep. on this list here. Um, I'm still not buying Alandon Roberts. He only started 11 games. He played in 16 and he really wasn't too effective. I mean, 65 tackles, a sack, four yeah. pass deflections. His, uh, his stat two sheet's quarterback pretty hits, empty. Only six tackles for a loss. So, he, I mean, he really wasn't too effective. But, again, is it is it a, uh, is it a hoodie thing? Is it a, I'll put I'm going to throw so many guys out here that not one of them is going to be too valuable? Because, you know... We'll get into snap count percentages well, you, now, later. You but. talk about the hoodie, but you kind of got to give him credit because he took a player like Calvin Noy in Detroit who did I just mentioned that. He took, nothing. He, he took Detroit's and, garbage and turned him into the best linebacker. Right. But I do see what you're talking about. It's it's scary, this situation, because you never know who for, or what or when. or For us as IDP players, it's something to be concerned about because – Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people who have Jamie Collins on a roster, is he going to be a Landon Roberts and play 16 <sighs> games, start half of them, and puddle around and get 65 tackles and be kind of just just relevant enough to to be on a list, but not relevant enough to be make a difference? Right. And that's where you're stuck with. And yeah. This is why I don't like a lot of this team in, as an IDP because I think if I'm looking at linebackers while you're there, you know, the noise probably your best option. You've got yeah, and I'm not big dropping. on him really. Uh, Dante Hightower hasn't done a whole lot. Of, like I mean, you were talking about he's more of a if you do a playoff league, that's where okay. you want him because he seems to step up. But here's what I got to say about Dante I Hightower. Dante Hightower is a good football player, and he's Belichick's guy, Yep, and he knows how to run that defense, Yep, but he's garbage in IDP. Yes, he is. He's worthless in IDP. It's like he doesn't even play all year, really. It's like he doesn't. He played 15 games, had 48 combined tackles, 24 and 24. He had a... Interception. One sack, one interception. He just—he's got a role in the team, and he plays that role. He's just not good for IDP. But, so no, that's what I'm talking about. Him. Good players. Belichick does not—you know—Belichick has a lot of good players. Right. They're just not good for us. We shouldn't care about them. Right. Okay, it's like an offense. Like you know, I, I hate owning some of these offensive players. If your name's not Julian Edelman or Tom Brady, I I don't really want you on my team this year because <laughs> you know, and Caleb Harry's a rookie, and yeah, I have I've drafted him and I have him, but this year, are you really expecting the world out of him? No, no. You know, maybe you know a couple touchdowns, a few hundred yards. You know, who else? You know, Sony Michelle. There's like five backs now there. You know, Steel going to be siphoning carries. You start Sonny Michelle one week, he'll do well for you. Start him the following week, he'll get like five carries because, you know, because <laughs> Belichick likes to screw with people. And they got Damian Harris now, so I mean. Yeah, so enough about the offense. Uh, getting back to defense, we right. read through the tackles, the sacks. Uh, Trey Flowers now departed. Seven and a half sacks, led the team. Yep. He's up in Detroit. 
Diedrich Wise at four and a half sacks. That's kind of surprising because he's not really somebody that's on our IDP radar too, too much. I mean, he's like a depth piece, a bench piece. But I don't see him being much more than that with Flowers gone. I think Bennett's probably the guy that fills Flowers' role. Yeah. I think Bennett fills that Flowers' role and Wise and Winovich kind of man that other side. And I mentioned Derek Rivers as a sleeper. I like him. I think this year he either shows something or they cut ties with him or move on, whatever. But yeah, he, he's been like, a sleeper for a couple of years now, and injuries have kind of impacted yeah, him. Yeah, they have. I mean, uh, let's see. Derek Rivers played six games, had a sack, mm-hmm. but only two tackles. So, I mean, he played limited. Which is um, kind of where I think we're thinking Chase Winovich. Maybe he's that outside. See, I'm, I I love Winovich here because I think he can excel. I think he's one of the few players in a Belichick system that can excel because of his mm-hmm. skill set and whatever. But I want to see where he gets designated. Is he an outside linebacker? Is he a defensive end? Um, I mean, you talked. I, I, I kind of see him as that Rob Ninkovich, Mike Vabral type of role. Yeah, which of as long as he's designated a defensive end, I don't care what he does on the field. Right, but do they? does he get that DN designation is what I'm asking. Do you uh, think I think he'll get it to start. Okay. I think eventually, I think next year is something to worry about. Yeah, well, if he gets the DN yeah. tag, then yeah, I'm I'm all in, and I've been yeah. snatching him up in all my leagues. So, I mean, yeah. we were talking about Trey Flowers. He is a big piece. They're going to miss seven and a half sacks, nine mm-hmm. tackles for a loss, and twenty QB hits. Next man up, though. Uh, speaking of next man up, Van Noy had three and a half sacks. Butler. Adam Butler, not Malcolm Butler, had three <laughs> sacks. You wish they still had Malcolm Butler on the Patriots. Uh, and Adrian Claiborne had two and a half sacks. Uh, another team that really, I guess this AFC East just doesn't sack people. I guess the Jets, we'll get to some sacks with the Jets at least. Um, not not huge numbers. I think Winovich could come in and be second on his team in sacks. I don't think I'm crazy to say that. Um, Dietrich Wise would be the interesting one that you mentioned. Yeah. I think Bennett takes over for Flowers. Winovich has a role, but what does Dietrich Wise do? Well, Dietrich Wise only started five games. So, I mean, yeah. you have a bunch of different guys starting. You have a bunch of different guys rotating in and out. You know, Wise don't... actually got the opportunities that we were talking about, the quarterback hits. Yeah. He was second on the team with 16. So yep. he's in the neighborhood. He has the opportunity, and you you just said it. Five starts, four and a half sacks. So, I mean, he could be one that takes that next jump. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll go through – I mean, Devin McCourty is one of those guys that's underrated in IDP. You can get him extremely late, and he is a right. guy to target. He had an interception for running back for a touchdown, a forced fumble two fumble recoveries, three passes defended to go along with his tackles and was, I think he was a safety two. I didn't look that up. Um, but solid producing numbers for pretty much his entire career. Um, two years ago, I think it was, it was last year, I think, not this past year, but two years ago, um, he led the, the league in tackles for most of the season. Like, he was ridiculous. Uh, so he, he has that potential to lead the league in tackles. Uh, Van Noy had a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, an interception uh, that also went back for a touchdown, I believe. And that's – I want maybe some Michael Bennett. Um, yeah, cheap. Maybe. Cheap Michael Bennett, sure. Uh, <laughs> Van Noy, McCourty, and Winovich is about all I want. Maybe some Jason McCourty, too. Um, look at it, snaps. Stephon Gilmore played 97% of snaps. Uh, he's on the field a lot, but he's one that gets avoided. Devin McCourty played 96%. Van Noy, 91%. Chung, 85%. Jason McCourty, 80%. Uh, Dante Hightower, 79%. Trey Flowers, 70%, which I think those 70% will go to Bennett as long as he's healthy. Right. Deron Harmon played 61%. Lawrence Guy played 50%. Uh, Joshua Jones. 
or not Joshua Jones. I can't remember. Jonathan Jones Jonathan played forty nine percent as a corner. Malcolm Brown played forty four percent. He is now gone. I think Danny Shelton needs up some of that. Uh, maybe Mike Pinnell. I don't know. Somebody will fill in, like we said before. Uh, you had Diedrich Wise playing 41%, which we got to. And I think that stays about that. You know, you have Flowers gone and, and Bennett jumping in there. Um, I think Winovich, a safe projection would be like the Claiborne role of 31% of snaps, which as a rookie, that's not too shabby for a rotational guy. You know, Winovich was a third-round pick, so he's not like a top-five pick that you need to put on the field right away. Uh, the hoodie will put you on the field if you're talented, so... <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't really care who you are. Um, any last words on the Patriots? They added Winovich. They added back Jamie Collins, which I think Jamie Collins is going to eat into all of those linebacker snaps, except for maybe... Uh, maybe Hyde, maybe Van Noy's stays the same and the rest of the guys lose some. They Uh, also lost Trey Flowers and Malcolm Brown along the front line. Got anything? No. No, I think we pretty much covered it right there. All righty. So. God dang it, Bobby. (laughs) I don't know what that has to do with Adam Gase, but it just sounded like a good thing to. Play for Adam Gase. Yes. Uh, If Adam Gase's name was Bobby, it'd be perfect. Uh, So anyway, the New York Jets, they are in transition. (laughs) Out with the old coach, in with Adam Gase, and in with Greg Williams as their defensive coordinator. Greg with two Gs. And he is going to take over a defense that has... uh, a shiny new toy at the nose, Quinn Williams, who actually I've, I've heard some rumblings that he might kick outside to end here and there, which may mess with his. Hmm? That's possible. Yeah. The ends there are Henry Anderson and Leonard Williams. Um, and then linebackers, obviously another shiny new toy for the, the, the Jets, not necessarily to the league, C.J. Mosley and Avery Williams that are your inside guys. Those two are your, your studs probably. Along, This team has some good defensive talent. Uh, Jordan Jenkins and Brandon Copeland are your outside linebackers. I would rather see them, uh, Ja'Kai Polite, give him time. Um, they have Terrell Basham was a you know waiver pickup. He wasn't really anything special with the Colts, but could see some playing time. And one of the guys that we will mention, uh, Blake Cashman, might be a couple years away or an injury away from being relevant. Uh, at at corner, they have some some missing corners from last season. Brian Poole came over as a free agent, and then Tremaine Johnson was there from last season. And the safeties here, again, another good pair of safeties here. Jamal Adams and Marcus May. Uh, Marcus May, if he could have stayed healthy last year, I think this team would have been a little better. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, He only played six games, so. Yeah. And he made an impact in those six games. And Doug Middleton was the backup for him while May was out for the most part. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. If May does miss time, I used Middleton pretty decently. Um, I did too in a couple leagues. In a couple leagues where I needed some depth. Um, we got a lot of talent here to talk about. Let's go to back to last season first, and we'll see some yeah. of the vacated production of this team. Um, it's Avery Williamson led the way with 120 tackles. Uh, Jamal Adams was second on the team with 115. And then you have the vacated tackle numbers that will get siphoned off to other players players here we had deron lee with 74 buster screen with 58 and morris claiborne with 57 lee screen and claiborne are all gone lee is in kansas city screen is in chicago and claiborne is still available as a free agent yeah i think cj mosley probably 
takes up a big deal of that. See, I think C.J. Mosley gets about a hundred, and I think Williamson gets about a hundred. I think I think Williamson's numbers are going to come down slightly, and I think Mosley's will be up there. See, I'm opposite of you. I think Williamson's going to go up a little bit because I think from 120, 120. I think so. I think you could see him push like 125, 130. I really do think you can see that because I think Mosley's going to command a lot of attention. Everybody knows what Adams is, so I think Williamson could be the beneficiary of this because you're you're losing 74 from Lee. 58 from Scrine and 57 from Claiborne. That's 100, 170, 182. That's almost 190 tackles that you lost in three players. C.J. Mosley is not going to take 190 tackles. Uh, I, I think He's Mos- not, but you also have corner. You, you two of those guys are corners. So that's that's outside that's true. That's true. the hashes. That's not inside where Mosley's playing. I'm not saying he's going to steal those. What I'm saying is that that stuff in the middle, you also have Marcus May. So, I, I mean, you might see Adams' numbers come down to about 100 as well. Right. I, I think you could possibly see Williamson, Adams, and Mosley at 100, and then May at like 80, and then your corners right behind them. I think I see Williamson at 125. I think he still leads this team. I think Adam. You're really high on Williamson. So I you should, do. You should write it. You should write an article about how high you are. On I mean, I like Williamson. He did really well for them, considering what they had on that defense last year. Um, I think uh, most. I think 120 is a ceiling, though. Like, yeah, I'm not saying he's going to have 140, 150 tackles, but I because our so they they got Quentin Williams. He's not. He's gonna let guys run by him like crazy. <laughs> no, but is Leonard Williams going to? Is Henry Anderson going? I mean, they, they have a no. I decent... understand what you're saying. I'm yeah. saying the the tackles got to go somewhere, and C.J. Mosley's gonna suck up a bunch of them. He is. I I think all three of those Williamson, Adams, and Mosley are going to be over 100 tackles, but I still think Williamson leads the way. Because if Mosley does what Mosley has done in the past, teams are going to go away from him. Teams are going to try to avoid Adams. So that leaves Williamson to clean up. You can't avoid when you're running the ball, though. This is true, but, I mean, it does happen. I mean, you're – I know know what you're saying, but – You're aware, you're cognizant of where those guys are at. And I think if you're picking one of those three, you would rather take your chances with Williamson. There's only so many snaps and so many tackles to go around, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm saying that that it's going to be tough. I'm saying that, that some of that production's got to come down and in some places. Or if it maintains, that means Mosley's not going to do anything. And I don't think that's going to happen. So, Although Gase, I heard, was not very happy with the contract he got either, so... <laughs> I don't think he was happy about anything. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that's that's what we're looking at here. You know, if you look a little bit past Daryl Roberts, another corner, right. corner slash safety was at forty eight. Leonard Williams was there next. You know, they, they had a lot of corner tackles mainly because they were so bad at defense last year that. And they had injuries. I mean, like you mentioned, Marcus yeah. might miss ten games, so I think that led to a lot of tackle opportunities elsewhere. Um, they were a a mixed match group last year for the most part. Mm-hmm. So much for our uh, short show. We're at about an hour now. <laughs> well, we're almost done. We're on the last I know, one. we're almost done. Uh, so whipping through this sack-wise, uh, this is interesting because this is probably the most sack-heavy team in the, in the, in the division. You had uh, Jenkins with seven, Harry... Or Henry Anderson with seven, uh, Leonard Williams with five, Copeland with five, and Jamal Adams with three and a half. So th- those numbers alone point to better. I mean, maybe the Bills were close in there. I think Quinn and uh, Williams steps in and makes a serious charge for a sack leader, which I think he helps Leonard Williams. I think he'll make a push up. I think you'll see more than five out of him. Yeah. Jordan Jenkins will probably come down. Henry Anderson will probably come down. Adams, I think you'll see him about right there again. And Williamson had three, so I think you could see him there again. So, Yeah, and, and I think this is a team with a lot of IDP targets. And I think 
I just think some of your approximations are a little high. Uh, C.J. Mosley, just FYI, had 105 tackles with Baltimore last year, an interception, five passes defended, and that was with him being the guy in that 3-4. So, I mean, he's I think he's going to slide right in. Like I said, 100 tackles for him. A- Avery's come down because, uh, you know, Deron Lee is not C.J. Mosley siphoning tackles off. No. Um, and, and Adams is going to get his probably deducted simply because that front line is going to be a little better. I mean, you got to give them them credit for improving. I think they did a lot to improve this defense. Um, Mosley obviously is one of the, going to be one of the top IDPs. I don't think Williamson's going to, you know, fall off the face of the earth. He's still going to be one of your top IDP targets. He's going a lot later than Mosley, by the way, in draft. So he he's a guy that you might want to pick up. Right. I'm just saying don't expect 120 tackles from him. You I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say he gets there again. You feel free. It's a free country. <laughs> uh, Williamson also helped himself with two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, three sacks, and six passes defended to go along with an INT. So he, yeah, he, he got some of those well. splash plays that, that, that help out your scoring, and especially big play scoring. Um, that, that helped out a lot. Uh, Jamal Adams, pretty similar. I mean, he had 12 passes defended, a fumble recovery, three forced fumbles, then a pick, as well as all the tackles. Um, Quinton Williams, I think, will come in and be a strong rookie. Mm -hmm. And Marcus May, I think, uh, with all the time to heal up, hopefully is 100% healthy and can come back and make a difference. Uh, That's why, again, I think Adams come down to about 100, too, because May is going to siphon off some of them as well so i'm I'm not saying jamal adams is not going to be a beast because all these other extra things that he does makes up for those few tackles right um anybody else of note that you want to mention we mentioned i think the heavy hitters here yeah that's pretty much everyone i had yeah yeah uh, Daryl Roberts, believe it or not, is a guy, you know, you, you say I hate corners, um, but he's a guy that's going to see the field a lot. He's probably going to start. He had a ton of points uh, last year. He plays a lot of special teams, it looks like, from last year. He had 210 special teams uh, snaps. So he's a guy you might want to keep an eye on. Just saying. Uh, anyway. Uh, moving on, we'll just go to the snaps for now here because I don't think we – I think we mentioned all the, the studs that we got to mention. Right. Uh, Jamal Adams played 99% of snaps. Avery Williams played 99% of snaps. So I don't think Williams leaves the field, so I can see that repeating. Yeah. Um, Mosley will just be on the field more than Lee was <laughs> probably. Uh, Mo Mo Claiborne was on the the, the field eighty nine percent of the time. He will be replaced, uh, I would guess, by Roberts, Daryl Roberts. The other, I think so. Player. And Claiborne had fourteen pass deflections a year ago. So if yeah. and Roberts had seven. So you know Roberts only started ten games. Claiborne started fifteen. So I could easily see Roberts if he gets Claiborne's role. I could see him getting up or close to fourteen. So he's a kind of a decent average pick that you want he's yeah. not gonna cost you a whole lot you can get him real cheap and he's yeah. probably going to give you a decent return yeah tremaine johnson is probably i guess the one you know if you had to look at the the, the corner one uh on the team not, well, not idp wise but you're like you know ability wise your best corner so um although he was on the field less than roberts was last year that probably has to do with injury if um not mistaken. I'll let me look that up real quick here. Yeah, he only played ten games. Actually, was that suspension? Was he suspended last year? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Remember. I don't want to accuse him of anything, but uh, he missed six games, regardless of how he missed them. Um, Tremaine Johnson did. So that's why the the snap percentage is a little low. Uh, Leonard Williams played 77% of snaps to Ron Lee, 72%. That's going to be probably where CJ Mosley takes that and more. Uh, we mentioned Roberts at 64% screen at 61%. He's gone, 
Tremaine Johnson at 60%. Henry Anderson at 60%. I can still continue to see him in a rotation there. Playing more of that 3-4 defensive end. I think they got a little reprieve uh, last year with him. But uh, actually, he was with um, he was with the team. All right. I forgot what I mentioned. Somebody mentioned, I guess he he has bounced around so much, or is he has he, he's had so many defensive coordinators. I think is the deal that, that with him is he's been kind of with Indy, and then coming over to the Jets last year, having one and then having another one. So, um, you know, see if he uh, can get on the field. Right. Um, big additions: Mosley and Brian Poole. At corner, Brian Poole's another guy. We've we forgot to mention him. Yeah. Um, Roberts will probably play that nickel role, and Poole will probably be the outside guy. So we may have misled a little, but you know, you look at Roberts last year; he wasn't a starter either, and still played sixty five percent of snaps. So he's on the field a lot, uh, regardless of starting or whatever. Um, and as we mentioned, the opportunity could lead to. Yeah, Put. that's why uh, looking at these snap percentages is key. And uh, during the season, our, our Ben Glazer writes about the snap counts each week, uh, and right. he's a very colorful writer. If you're into humor with your writing um, and <laughs> pop culture references and all kinds of stuff, um, the key departures, like we talked about, Deron Lee, Buster Screen, and Mars Claiborne. Uh, I think Claiborne's maybe the biggest loss out of that group uh due to those passes defended and uh 15 games worth of playing corner you know i don't know i guess maybe they just are moving on uh any last words about the jets no i think we pretty much covered all that one too okay so this show is not going to include any trades or debbie diamonds or any of the other stuff that we normally do in our regular show this is kind of a bonus so we are going to get out of here. Uh, it's much, much longer than we anticipated, but hopefully you have enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully it's eye-opening to some of us about snap counts and stats, and that's kind of what it f- really is, is just dig it into the stats and dig it into uh, some information that you need to know heading into this season. Some guys to avoid. We'll be back with the NFC East later this week probably on friday awesome um so that's about it go hawks Tighten up. and we are out of here Tighten good up. night now <laughs> <laughs>